Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles. And welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai. 33 years. Wow, what a night last night at the Mandy Awards. Yours truly, this show, and really, you, the Weekend Warrior, have a lot to celebrate. We won an award. We won a Mandy Award. For a lifetime achievement. It was special. What a night. Chris Morales, you are special. You really put together something that we'll think about forever. Lifetime achievement. I said to my wife, I want a lifetime achievement award. She said to me, well, that just means you're old. Thank you. <laughs> so fantastic. I had an interesting week, a fabulous week this week. I'll tell you all about it. But I'm really excited for today's show because my guest from Cedar sinai is a world-class surgeon. He doesn't do orthopedic surgery like I do. He does a different kind of surgery. He's what's called a general surgeon. What does that mean? His specialty is many things, but what he's really good for and what we're going to talk about today is hernias. What exactly is a hernia? And within the world of hernias, he does something called a sports hernia. Is that you get a hernia from doing sports? Well, yes and no. It's a different kind of hernia than a hernia that you typically think about as pain in your groin, where the bulge and weakness in the muscle allows for your guts pretty much to come where they're not supposed to be, deep in the groin. A sports hernia is different. You know, the six-pack muscle, the rectus abdominis, that vertical muscle that everybody tries to get, attaches from the bottom of the rib cage to the top of your pubic symphysis, your pelvis bone, vertical. That core muscle, vertical muscle, can rip like two pieces of Velcro ripping apart right off the bone, and it's extremely hard to see on studies, CAT scans, MRIs. It's extremely hard to diagnose. you got to know what you're looking for. Remember what Dr. Ranawat taught me, the eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. But it's really elegant to fix it because the pain goes away. But it made me think all week. Hmm, can't wait to talk to Dr. Neil Joshi about sports hernias and hernias in general. But what keeps your belly and your guts from spilling out as a hernia is between your rib cage and your pelvis bone, where your guts live, is a wall. Kind of like having a pickle jar or pickle barrel. 
I guess beer is a good example as well. Those kegs of beer that used to be made of wood or whiskey or wine, those big kegs. Well, that's the barrel instead of wood holding the liquid, the wine or the whiskey. Instead of being made of wood, it's made of muscles. Layering of muscles between the ribcage and the pelvis are the core muscles. And the rectus abdominis, the six-pack, is a vertical muscle. But guess what? You heard all about baseball pitchers tearing their oblique muscles. Those are diagonal muscles between the ribcage and the pelvis. And there actually is a horizontal core muscle called the transverse abdominis. What gives strength to our core muscles is the blend of these layers of muscles going in different directions. And that, as a surgeon, is important to appreciate because you have to actually see the layers and repair the specific layers. It's a fascinating subject, but it made me think all week. You know how much I love the world of art and the world of sports and the world of surgery. Where do we see this power of concept of layering? Well, wait till you hear the story about this song. I, I love the colorful clothes she wears And the way the sunlight plays upon her head I, That's right! This song that Brian Wilson wrote in 1964, came out in 1966. He used four different studios to record it in. Each of the studios doing something different for the song. Vocals, different instruments. 90 hours he recorded to put that song together. When people in 1966 heard this song for the very first time, their minds were blown. Yeah, we talk about Mozart. We talk about all the geniuses of the past, Isaac Newton, Albert Einstein. Brian Wilson is a genius, and he's from Southern California. And everybody talks about the Beatles because they were great. But the fifth Beatle, the guy behind the glass like Will Orms, and Wilbert are today this morning with me. Behind the glass was the fifth Beatle. And his name was George Martin. George Martin. Probably the greatest producer in the music business ever. Was the biggest fan of Brian Wilson. So much so that he got on a plane. Rented a car one day to come visit his hero, Brian Wilson, to talk about two songs, Good Vibrations and this other song. I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above you, you never need to doubt it. I'll make you so sure about it. God only knows what I'd be without you. God only knows. 
He couldn't wait to sit at the piano. And then, behind the glass, on the board, dissecting the layers, like Neil Joshi, dissecting the layers of fascia, muscle, peritoneum, all the different seven... There's a clapper vision. Your gut, that belly of ours, is like a seven-layer cake. Every layer blending. I remember when Bobby Flay described his favorite pizza place in New York. He said, what made this pizza place special, it still exists. I took my daughter there, it was awesome. Is they figured out how to blend the sauce and the cheese into the dough. It became as one. But it's three separate entities. That's what you have to do is recognize there are three separate entities that you have to now blend. But you're going to hear sound bites of George Martin quelling. He cannot believe he's sitting with Brian. How did you do this? He says to him and then dissects them apart as separate entities and tries to build them back together again. Brian Wilson, of course, pays George Martin the greatest compliment by going, you're doing it better than I did. No, no, Brian Wilson. Nobody does it better than you. And where in sports do we appreciate the power of layers? Well, in the world of baseball, they ain't using aluminum bats. They still want to use that Louisville Slugger wooden bat because the records from 1872 when baseball started need to be comparable in their minds. Same thing for the baseball. It's got to weigh the same exact amount that it did 1900, 100-some-plus years ago. And it's got to be made from the same stuff. Cork, which comes from the bark of a tree. Wool, which comes from the coat from sheep. And leather, the hide of a cow. Nothing's changed. They don't want it to change because that's what makes Babe Ruth's records comparable to Barry Bonds. I find it fascinating. But wait till you hear how a baseball is made, which, by the way, is no longer made in America. They, for a while, made them in Haiti. Then they decided, no, we're not going to do it in Haiti. So you know where a million baseballs for Major League Baseball are made each year? Guess what country they're made in? I'll tell you later in the show. And what about food? Oh, I thought about this all week. Where is the power of layering? You know it in sports, I just told you. Making a baseball, which you'll hear about. You know it in music because of Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. Well, East Coast girls are hit by really dick. Those styles they wear. Yeah, yeah, this enough. And the Southern girls Where do we see the power of layering? In food. Ah, I'll tell you where. Lasagna. You can't make a lasagna without doing it right. My mouth is watering already. That pasta noodle, that bechamel sauce, that white sauce with cheese, melted, creamy, 
then you got to make the meat sauce. You know what the best lasagnas do? They don't just make meat sauce. Here's the secret. They use meatballs that they cut up as the meat part of lasagna. And it's not just mozzarella cheese. It's Parmesan cheese. It's ricotta cheese. And then you got to bake it so it gets crispy on the ends. So where in Los Angeles is the greatest lasagna I've ever had? Oh, I'm going to tell you. You're going to have to get this because you want to know where the power of layering in all walks of life, art, sports, surgery, and certainly food. Where else are you going to figure this out? But the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm so excited to be here this morning. I got no sleep. I was at the Mandy Awards last night. But I could not wait to be here this morning. Because I'm hiding. I didn't want to go into the big banquet room. I'm hanging out on the patio. This is a radio show. You don't know what I look like. Oh, my God. One after another. People come up. Dr. Clapper, can we take a picture? How do you know I'm Dr. Clapper? Oh, no. And then I started to talk. And then four other people came over. I took so many pictures with the Weekend Warriors. It was great. They stayed all night partying. I said, I got to go. I got to wake up to be here this morning. And here I am, devoted to this congregation Saturday mornings. I feel like a rabbi. I'm not Robbie Clapper. I'm Rabbi Clapper. Because the congregation needs me every Saturday morning. And coming up next, I want you to hear what two geniuses sound like talking about the power of layering in making music. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. It's time for Clapper Killies. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Where has this been my whole life? Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Good vibrations. You know where that idea came from to Brian Wilson? His mother. He asked his mother when he was a little kid, Hey, Mom, why does the dog... Start barking at certain people and not at others. His mom said, because Brian, some people, the dog can sense that we can't sense, generate bad vibrations. And the dog can feel those vibrations and they bark. Brian Wilson remembered that. Well, if the person can create bad vibrations... Maybe some people can create good vibrations. Like if I see a pretty girl that I'm falling in love with. 
And it was Mike Love, his cousin, who was enamored by what was happening in the 60s. 64, 65, the song came out in 1966. Flower Power, tie-dyed shirts, the summer of love. But it was Flower Power, girls wearing flowers in their hair. So listen to the lyrics of that song. Perfume in her hair. Flowers smell. There's another line that has the word blossom. Flowers blossom. The color, the sun. Nothing makes you want to go to the beach more than listening to that song. That's the magic of what Brian Wilson did. He created a feeling with sound waves. Just like Clappervision uses words to paint a picture, he's using sound waves to paint a picture. By the way, we have to do Clappervision. Our injury this week, Will, is going to be Mookie Betts. Broken rib. What's up with a broken rib? Why can it heal so fast? Why is it not the usual six weeks? He could be back and should be back in two weeks. Why is that? Clapper vision for Mookie Betts is going to be a hot dog or a chorizo sausage. And it ain't about the meat inside, which is the bone. It's the casing that wraps around the meat for the hot dog. The casing that wraps around the chorizo sausage. My mouth is watering already. That's called the periosteum. If the bone is the meat, the casing is that saran wrap that wraps around the bone, periosteum. That's where the blood supply is. And you don't get any healing in life unless there's blood supply. Whether it's a hernia that Dr. Neil Joshi is going to talk to us about at 815, or Dr. Clapper is going to talk to you about your muscle, tendon, bone. It ain't going to heal unless there's blood supply. Well, the blood supply is in that saran wrap. It's in the casing. So, yeah, you get pain. Every time you breathe, your rib hurts. Trust me, it's a debilitating pain. And in the case of Tony Romo, it could puncture your lung if it's actually really displaced. But for a crack in your rib where you have not violated the casing, the periosteum, it's going to heal in two weeks. You're going to be just fine. And that's what's going to happen to Mookie Betts. So everybody needs to calm down. He'll be back. And you don't have risks for it happening again. In fact, if you listen to this show over the years, you're going to know one thing and have learned one thing. The beauty of a fracture, and if you can believe there's a beauty to it, yeah, there's a beauty to everything in life. The beauty to breaking your bone is that when it heals, that healing bone, we call it callus, leaves the bone with more bone than it had before the fracture. So rather than saying, oh, that's my bad rib or that's my bad tibia or foot fracture, no, it's not a bad one. In fact, you're less likely to break it again because you have more bone there from the healing callus. That's the magic and the miracle of how our bodies work. 
the power of layering, what happens in a hernia. O'Brien Wilson realized there was power in layering in making a song. Of the four studios he used to create his vision, which is silly to talk about when you talk about music, because music is not about vision, it's about hearing. But the fact that he can see ahead of time into the future and hear ahead of time, we need to invent a new word. It's not a, it's a visionary with your, with your ears. What would that be called? Wilbert, what would that be called? A visionary with your ears. That's what Brian Wilson is. So of the four studios, he used what's known as the Wrecking Crew. Hal Blaine on the drums and our favorite, a weekend warrior favorite, is the woman, Carol Kay, the greatest bass guitar player ever. She was there. And you're going to hear her voice talking about making good vibrations with Brian Wilson. Good vibrations. Yeah, right. He must have did 25, 30 it sessions. It might take yeah. six months. Too. Some days that we worked five minutes, some days we worked four hours. Yeah. On the same song. We just we experimented and they would ask me, well, what do you want? And I'd say, well, I don't know, you know. And we'd go home and the next time we get together, then we would fall together and we'd do the thing. Three months, two, three dates a week, but Capitol Records was picking up the tab. And we like to work for him. The word was, do you have the date with Brian Wilson tomorrow? Said, yeah, I do. Oh, good. Listen to Carol Kay talk about what a blessing it was to be a part of Good Vibrations and what she learned from the genius Brian Wilson. Well, Carol played on Good Vibrations and California Girls, and she was like the star of the show. I mean, she was the greatest bass player in the world. And she was way ahead of her time. She would play a tonic and a fifth or a third instead of a fifth, you know. She was one of the first bass players to start playing that way. But he definitely wrote out some neat lines on the bass, like, for instance, I'd have never played that. Mm. Mm. I'll just go into this. a jazz walking line. You knew that this kid was into something really, really great. <laughs> this 23-year-old teenager, used to be 23 now, is teaching the old folks who've been doing this for th- years something they've never done before with their very own instruments. The room had a spirit to it, with Hal being the, the leader, you know. And all the guys working together and thumping and pumping. He would get things like he wanted to hear them. And when he got them that way, it was good. When I heard Good Vibrations the first time on the radio, I just, it just blew me away. Blossom World, did you hear that? But you know who's listening to this? The greatest band in the world will ever see? The Beatles. The Beatles are paying attention to what this boy genius in Southern California is doing. And all those years later, George Martin 
comes to visit Southern California for one reason, to meet his hero, Brian Wilson. This is so inspiring to know that George Martin worshipped Brian Wilson. Los Angeles, then, as well as now, was the, the center of the entertainment business. Not just the film business, but music too. And everybody gravitated here. If you wanted to make records, generally speaking, Los Angeles was the place to come to. And to my mind, no one ever made better records here than the local Southern Californian group, the Beach Boys. Most people think of the Beach Boys as a great harmony group, and of course they were. But even better than their harmonies were their wonderful melodies. Harmonies and melodies, blending the separate layers, bringing them together to make one song. Over and over again he did it. Brian Wilson wrote, sang, played on, and produced most of their best songs. <laughs> They come from down deep in my soul, you know, way deep in my soul, there's this music that's there that wants to blow right out of my, my chest, you know, and, and like all throughout my career, I had cycles, songwriting cycles, and it, my chest blows, blew. It just totally blew out, music came out of my chest, you know. So when you're thinking of a melody, you, 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 you wait, it comes, it comes out of you without really designing it, does it? Well. It's, at times, it's almost an unconscious thing, you know. Yeah. Um, I believe that songwriting is an unconscious thing. I don't, th I, I don't think that anybody can really concentrate on music and make, write music. I think it comes from a higher place in your mind. I, I, I mean, I'm almost sure of that. I've almost been on it. It comes from the heart. From yeah, the it comes heart. from the heart. It's not. It's like your heart writes the music. Your brain. You can see these keys and you can relate to how the different chords relate to each other. But I think the real, real music being made comes from your heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the song that George Martin feels is his favorite of all the songs, not just Good Vibrations, it's this one. I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above you, you never need to doubt it, I'll make you so sure about it. God only knows what I'd be without you. You're going to hear the breakdown, pulling apart the layers, just like hernia surgery that Dr. Neil Joshi does. You're going to listen to George Martin with Brian Wilson going back to the master tape of God Only Knows, just like a surgeon, piecing it back together again and then taking it apart again to understand the tapestry, the layers, the power in music 
of doing what happens in your core muscles. We'll get into it coming up next. The number is 877-710-ESPN. We haven't even talked any medicine yet, but that's okay. Let's talk about God Only Knows and break it down into the separate layers that it is. Right here on the Weekend Warriors Show on 710 ESPN. This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m., but don't miss my show, Monday morning on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. It's the most entertaining thing in the world. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. From schwitzing like a piece of tuna fish. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. God only knows. Well, now you're going to listen to George Martin from the Beatles sitting next to Brian Wilson and take it apart, take the layers apart, dissect it. They're going to use the word tapestry, you'll hear, which is needle and thread knotted together, simple strands becoming a rug. That's a visual. Well, this is actually what it sounds like, but listen to Brian Wilson. And the great George Martin, the late great, may he rest in peace, sitting down together. God Only Knows has always been one of my favorite Beach Boy songs. I'll make you so sure about it. And God only knows what I'd be without you. I wanted to strip it down and look at its components. This is always the best way to hear the raw material of the melody. Phrase on the French horn later on the backing vocal. Yeah. And now we have Carl's vocal. So we got out the original master tapes. Wow. I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above Which was overdubbed, wasn't it? Yes. You'd so let's take away the backing. Here's Carl Long. I'll make you so got sure Two tracks. One track. God only knows what I'd be without you. The other track. Together. What Brian had done was to write a beautiful song full of unusual changes and then devise a tapestry of sounds to enhance it. A tapestry of sounds. God, I wish I had a British accent. But no, I have a far rockaway New York accent. He uses tapestry of sounds and I'm saying forget about it. Get out of here. For me, it was fascinating being a musical detective, looking at the song structure back in the sort of studio in which I'd spent most of my working life. We've got the backing voices here. This is the part that's going to amaze you. Brian Wilson listening to what George Martin is doing and says, you're doing it better than me. Can you imagine the humble, the sweetness in this man? No, we're not doing it. George Martin ain't doing it better than you. But just listen to him say that. It tells you everything about him. 
Boy, where the way I'm, but you see, this is what amazes me. You you must have had a kind of blueprint in your mind before you went in the studio. What you were, what you were going to arrangement arrangement wise, but not sound wise. Right. I, I didn't. I couldn't think in my head before I got to see what it would sound like until I got there. No, sure. That that would come with with the studio work. But yeah. you you must have had the plan there of all the harmonies. There was there. Yeah, absolutely. Working yeah. out. It's a lovely song and a beautiful record. Oh my God. God bless you, Brian Wilson. Unbelievable. Let's do some clap revision. The number is 877-710-ESPN. I wanted to tell you about a case that I saw this week in my office where the x-ray and the MRI do not make any sense when you examine the person and listen to their complaints of pain. It doesn't add up. What happens when you have pain in your hip, in your knee, in your shoulder, wherever it is, and the studies that are done don't really make sense. They don't add up. Well, there is an X factor. There is something special that goes on that you can't see on an x-ray or an MRI, and that is inflammation, right? You look at someone and look in their eyes. If they've got a bad allergy, there's a redness, there's a swelling in their eye. That's the body's inflammatory response to pollen, for example, if they have hay fever. Or you eat something that you're allergic to. You get swelling and redness. Your throat starts to actually collapse sometimes if you're not supposed to eat nuts or shrimp. and You've got an allergy to it. That's not something that we can really quantify with the studies that we do in medicine. But ah, it's so satisfying for me as a surgeon because I... Look at the x-ray. I'll look at the MRI. But I've talked to the patient. I've examined them. And then I take them to surgery. And I'll actually take pictures to, to show them what redness and swelling and the attack that the body has from inflammation. We'll get into it. Today's show is fascinating about the power of layering. And don't forget the world of sports. The number is 877-710-ESPN, and we'll get into it coming up next here on the Weekend Warrior Show on 710 ESPN. Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. Don't miss my show, Mason and Ireland, back Monday at 1, all here on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. At 42 years old, you know what your new nickname is for me? <laughs> Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. You're not Matthew from Santa Monica anymore. You're Mr. Preop. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Dissecting the layers of sound 
that is in those Beach Boys songs that Brian Wilson wrote, sang, arranged, produced. He did everything. Layers in life, the power. What does that have to do with a lasagna? Oh, I'll explain. But right now, let's. the clinic is open. The lines are lit up. Let's go to Sergio. Sergio, you're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hi, good morning, Dr. Clapper. Good morning, Thank young you man. Thank my call. No problem. How young are you? What do you do for a living? <clears throat> I am 44 years old. Good. I am. Uh, I work for a company, Handyman. I do uh, repairs throughout apartment buildings. Wow, that's fantastic! Thank you. I'll never. I'll never. I got to tell you a story, Sergio. So my father was a carpenter. He taught me to measure twice, cut once. My mother was a nurse. And there's an expression: How do you tell a carpenter lives in this house? The front door is broken. My mother used to always lament, how come you can go out, you fix everybody's cabinets and kitchens, and you do all this stuff, and how come my hinge and my cabinet is always broken? It's, it's interesting. That's number one complaint for my wife. Yeah, exactly right. It's the same thing. So my, I'm a surgeon, right? I can fix things. I fix the body. My wife says to me, you know, I need a dimmer switch here in the living room. And I would say, to her, oh, yeah, that's real easy. I could put a dimmer switch in. Okay, a week goes by. Are you going to do the dimmer switch in the living room? No, I never did. A month goes by. Robbie, you going to do the dimmer switch? No. Two months go. Finally, she says, you know what, Robbie? I've had enough. I'm calling Sergio, a handyman. He can come and do this. I'm not waiting for you anymore. So one day I come back from work, and who's in the house? A guy, an electrician, with his tools to put the dimmer switch in. I felt terrible. But listen, she waited and waited, and it wasn't happening, so she called someone. (laughs) So I look at the guy and I said, do you mind if I just watch how you do this? He goes, sure, you can watch me. And he takes out of his toolbox an electric screwdriver to take the, the simple screws to change the, you know, the, the bracket or the plate off of the wall to get to the, uh, the switch, to change it to a dimmer switch. And this was the first time in my life that I actually saw n- not just the electric dr- a screwdriver, but the fact that the chuck key and the chuck for the for the bit was I was just always used to a drill bit being round and smooth and you tighten the chuck around it. But you know what happens if there's any kind of resistance, the drill bit starts to spin inside the chuck, but not this guy's electric screwdriver. The the shaft of the drill bit was not smooth and round. It was hexagonal. So it had edges. So when you tighten the chuck, it engaged the edges of the shaft of the screwdriver bit. And I'd never seen that before. I looked at the guy and said, where did you get that? He goes at the hardware store. Because in surgery, if you tear your ACL and I have to drill through your tibia to make tunnels, the outside of the bone is hard, the inside of the bone is hollow, and then to enter the knee joint... I have to drill through hard bone again. And invariably, at this key moment, the drill bit starts to spin in the drill. And I've got to stop everything, which is a big deal, and tighten it. Because we don't have drill bits that have hexagonal edges on them, like the handyman did to put the dimmer switch in my living room. And I remember going to the operating room the next day 
to do an ACL surgery. I remember looking at the rep in the room and said, I got a million-dollar idea for you. You can keep it if you want. Just do me a favor. Get rid of all these drill bits that are smooth and get them just like the handyman who put the, the dimmer switch in my living room. And you know what? Now, all over the world, wherever ACL surgeries are done, the drill bits are not smooth anymore. They're hexagonal, thanks to a handyman who came to my house. How do you like that, Sergio? Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing, Dr. Clapper. So you always need to be eyes wide open, Sergio. Sergio, you always need to be willing and open to learning. That's what keeps you young, and that's what makes this journey of life so enjoyable to keep learning. So, young man, how can I help you? Dr. Clapper, my um, daughter got injured in a soccer game. And and the coach, um, I guess, is a is a is a fan of you, and, and he recommended that I reach out. <laughs> That's so, very nice because I yeah. grew up watching Woody Allen movies, and Woody Allen used to say, "Those who can't do, teach, and those who can't teach, teach gym." So. The coach is a gym teacher, so I'm very complimented and flattered that he would give you my name, and that's a beautiful thing. So how young is your daughter? She is 13. Okay, so she's what's known as skeletally immature. What does that mean? That means she still has active growth plates, and the most active growth plate in a child is the distal femur. So it's the end of the thigh bone where it meets the knee. So if a 13-year-old, particularly a girl who's still growing, is having any kind of issue to their knee, you have to be super careful and not run to surgery right away, even if they tore their ACL, because you have to respect the growth plate because the surgery itself could fix one problem, the torn ligament, but could injure the growth plate to that leg. So what happened? What did she injure? Yeah, so um, the MRI, um, we waited. This happened uh, about three months ago. No, two months ago. Mm -hmm. Finally, the MRI came back, and based on the doctor's reading of the MRI, she is missing a piece of cartilage. Mm. That's what she described. Mm. The knee impacted, I guess, the other player, and she missed, like, I think she said half an inch of cartilage. Mm. And they're asking to go into surgery mm. so they can find the mi- missing piece or, you know, to, I guess, recreate the piece and, and put it together. Mm. She's no longer in pain, but she, she was some, some, you know, when it, when it first happened. But she's not in pain right now. She can walk. She can do regular stuff. But I got the MRI results, and I, you know, I have never heard anything like that, but of course this is not my area, but I've never heard something like that. And I spoke to the coach and he says, no, you have to speak to Dr. Clapper. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have the MRI in front of you? I do. All right. So go to the part that says impression and read it slowly so I can interrupt you with Clapper vision. Go ahead. Yeah. It says um, impression one, high grade focal cartilage loss at the superior central femoral trochlea. Uh-huh. Okay. Measuring 0.8 times 0.2 times 0.8 cm. Okay. So basically what that means is 
the kneecap, right, which lets you rise from a seated position that is key for your quadriceps muscles to straighten your knee, the kneecap, the patella, rides in a special groove in the femur called the trochlea. So the back of the kneecap has a has a ridge to it. It's not flat like an Oreo cookie. The inside of the joint, there's a ridge, a male bump, if you will. And on the corresponding side in the knee where the kneecap is in the thigh bone, the femur, is a valley where that ridge rides. The two fit beautifully together like like a train wheel on a track. And that's the femoral trochlea. So this is cartilage. And here's a clapper vision for you. Have you ever listened to the show? Do you know what clapper vision is? No, no, I'm sorry. All right, you're about to hear a clapper vision. So in your kitchen, in your kitchen, you have, you know, four mica tops near the sink. The, The top, the countertop in your kitchen is a plastic that has glue on the back of it that's glued to plywood. All right, that's how you make a kitchen cabinet. My dad was a carpenter. Well, imagine the glue breaks down and now in one spot the the formica the plastic countertop now is no longer with the glue on the plywood it separates and a piece of it like a penny sized piece of it now breaks off because it doesn't have the glue anymore attaching that's what happened to the cartilage that's glued to the bone in the trochlea where the kneecap is riding on the femur now the dimensions of what you're describing, I'll be honest with you, they're not that big. So if your 13-year-old daughter can fully straighten her knee and fully bend her knee and does not have pain, then I'll be honest with you, Sergio, there is no reason to run and do surgery on her knee, in my opinion. Uh, keep reading, though. Keep reading the impression. Okay, so there's... Um yeah, number two, it says mild edema in the suprapatellar fat pad. Right. So that means there's a little bit of bruising because of the injury itself. That will heal on its own, and that's some swelling and edema. So not to worry. That's like a black and blue mark. Leave it alone. It'll turn green and yellow and go away. What next? Okay. And um, so another edema somewhere else, but we'll leave that alone. And then... It says mild increased T2 signal intensity in the lateral meniscus posterior horn. Right. Life, likely physiologic, but possibly related to injury. Okay. And then it says no visualized loose uh, extra articular body. That's good. That's all that so that means the cartilage is, is settled and not broken off. My opinion, and I've not examined her, I'm just basing it off the MRI, and you're more than welcome to get another opinion, is Sergio, please don't let them give you a cortisone shot. Don't let them stick a needle, a stem cells, PRP. There's, for you and your daughter, no needles injected into your knee. People love to do it. Don't let them, okay? Number two, if your daughter has no pain and her, and her knee moves straight, fully extends and fully flexes, you'll put ice on it and leave her alone. If you have loss of motion and pain, there is no urgency, in my opinion, 
to run and let her have surgery on a 13-year-old's knee. Thank you very much. But obviously, if there are symptoms, then she will need to see, in my opinion, a pediatric orthopedic surgeon, not just a general orthopedic surgeon. But I would feel comfortable telling you right now, if she can fully extend and flex, you should sit tight. That's my opinion. All right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Now, listen, Sergio. You're welcome. Listen, Sergio. You're a total stranger to me. I never met you. Look what I'm doing for you, okay? I need you today, Sergio, for you to find a total stranger. Do something nice for them. That's how you be thanking me, okay? Thank you, Dr. Clapper. Have a wonderful day. All right. God bless you and to you and your daughter. Listen, I hope, Sergio, that this injury will inspire her to go into medicine and become an orthopedic surgeon. Wouldn't that be special? To take lemons that life gives you and turn them into lemonade. That's the whole secret to what we should do in our lives. Isn't that beautiful? A father calling about his daughter. That's the best thing in the world. And to be able to give some guidance. It's just so great. When you're blessed, the greatest thing you can do is give it away. A lot of my colleagues will say, why are you giving free medical advice? Because it's the the most perfect thing to do. If this is in my head, and this is in my experience for 33 years at Cedars being an orthopedic surgeon, how fantastic is it to be able to give it away? Yeah, for nothing. It's fantastic. We all should do that. In each of our ways, mentor somebody. Put your arm around somebody and say, listen, I'm going to teach you something that you don't know yet. I'm going to let you see the future because I've already had this happen to me. The greatest thing you can do in life is teach. Number two, nursing. Doctors and all the rest of us come later. But to be able to teach and share your experience with someone else, that's what it's really all about. We got to talk about food, though. Lasagna. Layering in the world of food, the power in the perfectly created lasagna. I tried a bunch this week because I wanted to give you my favorite. And I'll tell you, this is an Italian restaurant that's been in L.A. for decades. And it's in a really cool spot. You don't have to pay for the parking. It's a nice parking lot. The Italian restaurant is literally on top of a hill. You got to go up a hill and then pull into the parking lot. And as you pull into the parking lot and you're parking your car, trust me, your mouth is going to start to water because you're going to be in such great anticipation of having the best lasagna you've ever had. How the blending of those layers of pasta, of meat and cheese and sauce come together and do what I do. Tell them you want on the side some extra marinara sauce to pour all over it. Can't even speak right now. Because I want to talk about layering in art, in sports, in food, in every aspect of life. Because at 8.15, you don't want to miss my guest calling in, Dr. Neil Joshi. Because we're going to talk about layering in the body, hernias. To be able to do this operation elegantly, now with a robot, no less. And who's an expert at using a robot to do this? Dr. Joshi is. And you're going to hear all about that. 
I see the lines are lit up. The clinic is open, but I don't have that much time. So let's let's see if I can squeeze one in. Patrick, you're on with Dr. Clapper. I don't have a lot of time, but let's talk quickly. Good morning, Dr. Clapper. Thank you for taking my call. It's my pleasure. Uh, question I have. How young are you? What do you do for a living? I'm 72 years old. I'm retired. What did you do? And uh, I worked customer service for the Automobile Club. Oh, wow. For, uh, 34, 34 years. Oh, wow. Good for you. All right. What happened? How can I help you? I had a uh, ischemic stroke in January, and I'm going through mm-hmm. therapy. And um, a lot of talk uh, in therapy has to do with activating muscles. Yes. And so uh, I'm able to lift my left leg uh, as an exercise. Mm-hmm. Now, the question I have is, as I look at a diagram, it appears as if they're the hamstring muscle is made up actually of three separate muscles. Mm-hmm. And they all funnel down into the back of the knee. Yes. And so my question is, am I activating all three because I can lift my leg, or is it might only be one of the three muscles? How does that work? So if you're lying on your back and you lift your leg, you're actually doing it with your hip flexors and your quadriceps muscles. You're not using your hamstrings at all. Your hamstrings are used for you to actually extend so if you lied on your stomach and tried to lift your leg, that would be your hamstring. And the fascinating yeah. thing about the hamstring is one of them, the biggest one, is called the biceps femori. That part of the hamstring diagonally crosses the back of your thigh. It's one of the most awesome muscles. My favorite suggestion for you, young man, is the pool. Get the book I wrote with Lindy Yu. It's called Heal Your Hips. It's all about how to exercise in the pool. You need to commit to doing that. The buoyancy, the weightlessness of being in the water, the resistance on the muscle, the fact that the water is touching your skin called proprioception. Half an hour, three, four, five days a week. That will be a great thing for you to do and a stationary bike. To me, those will be the two greatest things you can do to talk to your muscles, to wake them up and bring them back to life. Also look into Tai Chi, the Chinese exercise, These would be the greatest holistic exercises you could do to wake up all of your muscles in your lower extremity. That would be the greatest. And don't let them talk you into cortisone shots or any monkey business with stem cells or PRP. Get in the pool, ride the bike, do Tai Chi, and Patrick, you will get better. Yeah, Dr. Clapper, uh, my question, though, if I'm standing at the sink and I'm lifting my left leg upward. Yeah, uh, that's not your hamstring. That's not your, those are your quad and hip flexors. No, I'm sorry. I'm lifting it backward. Excuse me. That's your hamstring. Um, That's your hamstring. And you're firing all of them. Yes. I I am firing all of them because I can lift lift it backward. Yes, you are. And keep it up. Okay. Great. Thank you. I appreciate that. That answers my question. All right, Patrick. Thank you for being a listener. And find a total stranger today, Patrick. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. Appreciate the call, and thanks for listening. Great. I was able to squeeze in another weekend warrior. Coming up next, I'm going to tell some stories about the power of layering in art, in sports, in surgery, and in life. 815, my guest, Dr. Neil Joshi, coming up. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. 